The association envisions a world where people of diverse backgrounds and abilities find commonality to work towards a positive future for the planet. The mission of the association shall be to cultivate community without borders, where people can learn from each other and experience continual growth for the betterment of the world. The association achieves its mission through opportunities for transformative lifelong learning and creative endeavor ecological stewardship, and community-based social enterprises. The values of the association are intentional gladness, compassionate interest, acquired enthusiasm. The founding of the association is inspired by anthroposophy and the Camp Hill movement. Thank you. So welcome once more. Um, I do the same spiel again, again, welcome Suzanne. We um, will enter into a conversation with Suzanne in just a minute. Uh, in the meantime, just wanted to say to the people not in the room that Lauren Prince has offered to step into the role of secretary and ombudsperson of the Sultan Association. And I wanted, I have um, let the core group know, the voting members of the core group know that I would like to vote on that today. Can we do that? Yes. You're smiling at me. Any ob any objections? Um, it's not an objection so much as, uh, and, and I know that it's. Uh, I would suggest in the. I would like to bring a change to the bylaws or the statutes at some time to say that the. Well, this is a question that the executive director maybe shouldn't actually have a vote. Yeah. Because then if they don't vote for you, and then you get voted in, and then you kind of become the board, and that might just be weird. Or if I do vote for you. So I'm just thinking, as the person who really is being the, the person overseen by the board, and, I'm, and this is a, a vote for that person, I always feel it's a bit odd, particularly in a process where it's open, yeah. that I, 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 I say yes or no, because if it, you know, why would I say it? So I would like to personally abstain from all votes for those three roles. That makes sense, yeah. Okay. I did think that it was gonna be a, um, like I would leave or you guys, it wouldn't be so open, right? Or, or well, either that or, that's, that's kind of what I'm talking about. <clears throat> so when I read up, uh, it's an appointment um, mm -hmm. and when there aren't two competing right. offers yeah. there, then it, it says in the bylaws, it's an, it can be an open ballot. Um, but if you feel more comfortable to step outside, would yeah, you? Yeah, I think I'll do, okay. I'll do that. All right. Yes. Sorry, Suzanne, we're almost done. Yeah, no, 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 it's fine. We're trying to create... Just the core group members or... The chairs and the officers. All right, can we then briefly, Lawrence, position, Patrick? Yes. Voice, voice agreements, please. Uh, She's just she she left because she doesn't want to hear it. I should go. Okay, fair enough. All right. <laughs> so, so we're doing a show of thumbs up and thumbs down here. Okay, you are a participant. Okay. So Lauren has been accepted into the role of secretary, ombudsperson. Yay! Yay. Unanimous, may I say. <laughs> Thank you.
far did you go? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Madam Secretary. So you have been unanimously voted into your new roles. So, okay, and then I would like, before we really start on the conversation that Suzanne has in mind for us, to just briefly go around with our names and roles. I am Krista Kanaster, and I'm the textiles assistant. I'm Thalia Daffer, most co-chair of the Housing Committee, and I'm also part of the Kapil Association. Adrian, I'm the Executive Director of Sultane. Alyssa, I'm the co-chair of the Estate Committee. And Danielle Cowan, I'm Sultane's General Manager and the vice chair of the association, which makes me the designated trustee, trustee to the <laughs> Canfield Association of North America. Okay. And board member of Sultan. I'm Patrick Spots. I'm co-chair of the housing committee with Thalia. Okay. And uh, committee arts facilitator for Sultan. Great. I'm Sabina, I'm the chair of the Sultan Association. I'm Mason Palmer, director of Nat Mill Nursery. I'm Lauren Prince. I uh, manage the textile shop. A newly elected secretary <laughs> yes. and, and board member. That's right. Fundraising, you know what we've learned, what we've observed, but then 
really engaging the board in some conversations about um, what we just talked about with the vision that they have for the future. How would they describe what the organization's vessel team and PARSA will um, mean to the world? Um, and then how do we get to where you want to go? So that's, I was, have been hearing about the Sultane Association since I started this engagement and was eager to work to meet with all of you um, to just really hear what's on your minds. You're, you guys are really close to the ground on this campus and I'm, I'm just curious to hear from you, you know, if you had to answer that question about um, why does Sultane matter? You know, what, what is the purpose in the world? And how would you answer that in your own words like without thinking about the, the formal mission statement? But how, how would you respond to that? I mean, I don't know how this, how it usually works here. You're comfortable <coughs> you know, speaking, and um, maybe we should determine wanna... roughly what our time frame is for yeah, the conversation. Yeah, it's really your time. So what I so that the pauses aren't excruciatingly mm -hmm. long. <laughs> Let's put it that. Yeah, way. so maybe I should frame. I would love to hear both that answers to that question, and then um, a question about the future and sort of what you, how you think about the organization forward and what you would hope, you know, what looks like, and to use sort of a commercial word, but what, do, what does success look like? Um, what, what do you hope and dream for, for the organization and for the community? So, those are my two big questions. And we can, I don't know how you structure it better, go around in order, you could write things down and then share them if that I mean, people had a heads up, so... Okay, as, as, this so, isn't a surprise. So, as such, we should be able to engage, like... Yeah. Just stepping over this first hurdle. Um, I, I guess what's always a little hard to, um, to position oneself in, because we're sitting here in the frame of the Salting Association, which the relationship to the organization isn't really so clear to all of us at all mm -hmm. times in all areas. And that makes it sometimes a little hard. I think we all have, an, have a good grasp of the Saltine organization. So we're coming from an association position toward what we know as the Saltine organization. That's, I think, today's question. And maybe eventually we can answer the question, so how does the association support, participate, or partner mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. those things? Really make use of it. I'm not going to start because uh, uh, it's not my place right now. I feel like I shouldn't start either, but I'm going to because <coughs> I do have to leave early as well. Unless somebody else wants to go first. No. Just, just go. Um, I, when I think about the impact that Sultan has on the world, um, I was at a cafe staff meeting a, a while ago, maybe six months or a year ago, and there was a person who's a barista at the cafe, and we were having this conversation about... Um, what is special about this cafe. Mm -hmm. And what she said um, 
really encapsulated what I love so much about Soul Team, and that's like when you walk downtown in Phoenixville, you're more than likely to run into someone that has been somehow impacted or touched by Soltane or been supported by Parsifal. And Soltane's presence is really tangible in the downtown of Phoenixville. It's had an impact that is not easily measurable, but is easily felt, um, especially for people who are intimately involved in that community. Um, so the cafe provides a space where people can go and, cup of, and get a cup of coffee and it provides some job opportunities and training opportunities and things like that, but it's really about this kind of intangible social impact where it's breaking down barriers and people are actually seeing each other in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's really hard for me to go into the strategic planning conversation, because I don't know how to measure that. It's not like how many thousands of pounds of food were served from the food bank or something like that. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to be measurable. <laughs> yeah, and it's also, it's hard to do the mind bend of like, we used to be this thing that was you know, people with and without disabilities living and working together. Mm -hmm. And then we started all these houses in Phoenixville. Mm -hmm. And now Sultane is such a different thing. So how do you kind of tease out Parsifal's, what, what Parsifal's work is from what the being of Sultane is? And I, uh, how would you answer that? <clears throat> well, I think it's in this kind of social community realm and it, it gives an opportunity to expand who the organization is serving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not just about serving this one group of people mm -hmm. or these 35 people who are living on this estate. It's about <coughs> how we're impacting, you know, anybody who comes through the door of the cafe or you know, how are we utilizing this campus to bring people in here and making the operations of all of all of Sultane's operations accessible to people who really need it. Mm. So it could, you know, be people with disabilities who are coming here for a horticultural retreat, or it could be, you know, people who are living in a shelter in Phoenixville, or... or like you want to add to it, subtract, change? I'd like to broaden it a little bit okay. because again, it's almost by default because it's easier right now to talk about uh, this was Phoenixville centered and the question really has lived strongly with us for the last year and a half minimum. What is this place serving? And mm -hmm what would be different if it weren't here anymore and mm -hmm. what's the impact of this campus location of Sultane and uh, and I would um, I would say that uh, that the Camp Hill notion has always been to create 
a home for people, a welcoming atmosphere, an atmosphere of acceptance, of um, respect, of non-discrimination, you know, all the, all the good things that we know um, make human relationships be uplifted rather than um, divisive. Mm -hmm. uh, it also has stewardship over the land in a particular way that it is really about making the earth healthy, if that makes sense. And um, so to me, the impact Saltin's presence here on campus has is also not measurable, but, but it's been here and it's been hard the last year and a half to still feel this strongly happening, even though many of us haven't let go of that wish to radiate that mm -hmm. out. I, uh, on a personal level, I have really the wish that whatever grows here and whoever lives here, that we um, have a commitment to real peace work, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. The history of Saltin is a little um, stressed, if you could call it that, and, and to just make better whatever we find. That's what I would see here. And I see color when I think of Saltin campus. Mm -hmm. I see color when I think of Saltin Phoenixville as well. This difference with salt in campus and salt in Phoenix will be too. It's it's action in both places and people working different beauties. Like that action in both places. Yes, and spending time in both is good. Mm -hmm. Having 
liveliness, not only in the bustling downtown of Venusville, but also here mm -hmm. um, in whatever that way is, but inclusivity and creative, creativity being, and community being mm -hmm. like the top three things mm -hmm. that would come out of that. Mm -hmm. And how do you see that, like, there's a lot, there's a lot of sort of personal sort of values that yeah. you hold and are, are yeah. seems like are held here. So how do you, um, like, what do you think then your work here, how does that, like, I think to the point that was just made, how, do you, how does that radiate out to the larger world? Is that part of the mission? Or is it more <coughs> about what ha happens to the person? who's directly touched by it? I feel like it's both, mm -hmm. in a way, because, you know, just walking through downtown, you feel all of that, mm -hmm. just because you're like, saltines everywhere. You see it everywhere. <laughs> so not even knowing what it is, you felt, you know, mm -hmm. I felt intrigued in finding out more and mm -hmm. what saltine was. Um, and then by being a part of it, you know, or just experiencing it as going to the cafe, mm -hmm. you know, I felt all of those things. Mm -hmm. I think what I want to say again, sorry. Alyssa, Alyssa. Um, Similarly to Krista, I was walking down before I kind of had a concept of Sultane or really knew what it was. My first interaction was purchasing a dress. And I feel that it's a good parallel to what Sultane could offer. It could be as base as I need a new dress and they can provide me with a dress. Mm -hmm. All the this way you bought at Entwine? I have a previous incarnation oh, okay. at Entwine. Okay. Um, so I bought this dress and, you know, flash forward two and a half years and, you know, what I was seeking for through Sultan was a dress and I got a dress. Mm -hmm. And then I was seeking, you know, the, it, I started to seek more and so I was seeking friendship and it provided me friendship. I was seeking employment and it provided me employment and a home and I may expand that all the way to such a almost like a, a, a spiritual depth where I was seeking a sense of spirituality and it's meeting me in that place as well. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, Sultane is kind of uh, a place where needs can be met mm -hmm. on every level, whether it be a, a, something like a dress or if you need support. Not only a place for needs to be met, but for talents to be shared. So with every need that I have, I also have something that I feel I can offer, mm -hmm. and that could be somebody else's need. So mm -hmm. I can offer to bake bread, and somebody may need bread. So I see it as this um, horizontal and vertical mm -hmm. relationship of giving and receiving on material level all mm -hmm. the way up to the spiritual level, and then everything from left to right. Mm -hmm. And how does that, I mean, to the follow-up question I just asked of Krista, so how does that translate then into the larger, the larger world, sort of the impact that Sultane has on the larger world, and not to, I mean, is it, is it that the impact is by changing the individuals who are directly touched by it, 
did you think are making a larger difference in the world, or is there some other impact that you're having? I think that uh, there's the potential to have an incredible impact if that's, I think Soltane can do what the people of Soltane want it to do. Okay. So if we, as a collective group of people within Soltane, were really vested in, hey, we want to connect with people across seas or do good across seas, I, I don't see a limit to how far we could actually go. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen the network of Soltane spread even in my own experience, go pretty far with different people, the way people can plug in through music or even like currency exchange, whatever's going on. The goats. <coughs> through what? Or the goats. Or the goats. I yeah, just heard about the goats. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like our scope can, can because it's such a multifaceted mm -hmm. place, I can't see what could limit our interactions in any way that we see fit. Mm -hmm. As a, um, I mean, I obviously agree with everybody. Every everybody's already said, especially like you said, you know, what it, what brings what brings you here? Like, why do you you know come here every day? And um, that like made me smile because I saw like there's so many reasons, but like how do you name them? And like there's just this intrinsic quality about Sultana. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, everybody who's ever been a part of it, um, or like wanted to be a part of it at least, you know, is touched by it. And I think affecting the world, I'm not sure, like I've never really thought about how is Sultane going to like, you know, change the world, but I think Sultane is definitely setting an expectation. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I feel about, like I, I hold everybody here, I respect everybody so much here, and I think that there's like, every day, everything we do, like we're setting like the, the standard and the expectation for like what the world should be doing. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of like, that's a very, I think, you know, like, Kind of a bold thing to say that like what we're doing is what you should be doing, but um, and it doesn't have to be the same. But I think that you should I think take a the lot care. Of people say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like, like, not necessarily yeah. the action, yeah. but just the right. care around it. Right. And I think Sultane is like that's such a, an important thing for Sultane. Mm -hmm. So sort of leading by example, and alone with being who you want in the world by demonstrating to others. Right. I'll just say something because I'll be leaving so okay. much. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I kind of feel very strongly connected. Uh, I've grown very connected over the years to the possible story. And um, um, I reinterpret it a little bit. And sort of I think of that story as all about the, the, the realization for any person that the most important thing is to relate to the other and to ask, what do you need? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that's sort of like, for me, being sort of like a revelation almost of how the impact on the world can be because like, you might think, oh, that's just between two people. It's just me asking you, what do you need? Um, and I think a lot of the time in the greater world, people think, oh, that's too complicated. It's like, 
no, you better find out what all these millions of people need, and it's mm -hmm. just like politics and whatever. But actually, I think if you actually bring it back down to what what can I do for you, or what do you need that I can help you with, mm -hmm. um, and you can't <coughs> always do that, um, I don't think you can really get wrong. I mean, sure, it might be there's 20 people asking you for help or whatever, but if it's just that person that's right in your own sort of face, your community, whatever you want to call it, um, that is um, a huge, I feel, sort of, a, sort of a very strong spiritual sort of act of like just serving the other. Mm -hmm. um, but to do that, you actually need to communicate, and, you know, it's like, I don't know what the, I was trying to find the, what the, this green snake and beautiful lily thing that says about conversation. Why do you guys know? What is more precious than gold? Yeah. Speech. Yeah, I think conversation. Norwegian is conversation. conversation. Yeah. yeah. Which is sort of like, the point is, conversation is just like, isn't just talking, it's actually having a real um, relationship through words. Mm -hmm. So, any other sort of thoughts on purpose, mission, before yeah. we go on? I'd like to share some yeah. thoughts. Okay. Uh, I taught <laughs> gardening at two different Waldorf schools for 18 years, and often at parent meetings, I would say, if we want to heal the earth, we need to educate the child. Mm -hmm. And if we want to educate the child, then we need to heal the earth. Mm -hmm. But you really can't do one without the other. Mm -hmm. It really fits together. And... Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about strategic planning because um, as a gardener you always have your eye on the horizon and what's immediately in front of you and you're constantly dealing with both of those. And last week I shared a little bit of an elevator speech on uh, Nat Mill Nursery that I'd like to share. Okay. Um, but picking up on, uh, after teaching, meeting the Rachel who was talking about the the idea of social enterprises at Camp Hill got me really excited. Mm -hmm. That what about a horticultural uh, enterprise? Mm -hmm. And um, so half the group here has already heard this. So forgive okay. me, but it, it um, it's actually one of those things. It's really good to practice. Um, and the other half didn't hear that. So um, I'll just share a handout here because there's some pictures. So for think. you, just to, just to, not, uh, I was about to say not to interrupt as I interrupt you. So just the, for you, the value and the purpose and the mission comes back to healing the earth and using, um, Oh, that one's for value. For using oh, the land as a way of changing, changing perspectives, changing the world. Well, let me say first. Okay, well, I, th I think it will all come clear when oh, okay. I share with you a little bit uh, here. So um, I mentioned meeting Rachel and uh, those ideas. And uh, we did a strategic plan before, and out of that arose the idea of a nursery that would not only offer products and services, but also create inclusive leadership roles, ideally employment and volunteer opportunities started to grow. My vision for Nat Mill Nursery is that it will pioneer a new social enterprise model useful for creating meaningful horticultural career pathways 
for people with developmental differences in urban integrated settings. My hope is that the entire community will recognize the value of developing that meal nursery as a social enterprise so that it may continue to develop the following capacities in the near and long term. These five capacities are a container program that can put healthy pop-up gardens here on campus in Phoenixville, and recently with a small grant conversation uh, from DSM at Beaver Run. You can see the photos on the back. Education in various forms that supports gardening, healthy cooking, crafting, and more. Community composting that provides a valuable environmental recycling service. Nursery skills shared with day or residential participants that are accessible year-round, leading to mastery and confidence in a less physically demanding environment than fieldwork. When you add flower arranging, hanging basket setups, and various plant crafting activities, these skills are easily transferred to any location, possibly 101 Bridge Street as a community garden shop, for individuals seeking community inclusion as horticulturalists. Such a social enterprise that grows people, the planet, and partnerships, the conversation Adrian was talking about, may well become one of Sultan's <coughs> signature contributions to the Camp Hill movement, serving both our on-campus, local, and in-town community, while advancing our strategic goals of creating a more inclusive, caring, and positive community. So for you, just so clear, that, that the enterprise becomes a strategy through which Sultane... Grows people. Okay. Grows... Horticulturalists who then have meaningful contributions to make to the community. Okay. Um, we have Kimberton Hills that has a big farm and mm -hmm. dairy. Right. Um, and I always felt Sultane was looking for something different. Mm -hmm. And with urban horticulture taking place on roofs and schools, in vacant lots and all that, the idea of creating a, a, a nursery that can deliver plants to that mm -hmm. okay. seems to be a new niche. Anytime I'm out in the greater community or if I'm welcoming somebody to 
friends here in Glenmore to have the opportunity to, you know, just share what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I just, like I said, I, there's so much to share. Mm -hmm. a little bit and time check is 420. Oh, yeah. So Adrian, Adrian, Thank you. So no, I so it was something I said, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about the future. And and I really this is something actually that the we're gonna ask I'm gonna ask the boards to do next week too and think about Go um, um futures um for Sultane and also for Campbell, or for, I'm sorry, for Parzival. And so I'd love to, you have each of you sort of imagine that it's five years from now, and you are um, describing to somebody who's not familiar with Sultane um, the things that have happened here in five years, and what you're, what you're excited, most excited about in five years. and. And not, I, I don't want to hear about, how do I say this? I don't want to hear so much about programs, but I want to hear about what it, what it feels like to be part of the, the Camp Hill community or the Sultane community in five years, um, what you're talking about on campus or in Phoenixville. Um, what others are saying about you, um, and what you're so proud about. Does that make sense? That question. So that's I, a great I have question. to craft the question a little bit more crisply for next week, but that's what I'm sort of playing with. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Like, uh, we just had a series of three meetings that were called the Land Summit. Yeah. And a lot of forward-looking ideas were generated, but really on the basis of what could we start today mm -hmm. and just evolve over time. So that's a little bit the space I'm in five years from yeah. now. I think what was generated then in those Land Summit conversations, I see more of it. I see it deeper, I see it stronger, and for me, one of the, th I mean, I'm not a gardener, I'm not a farmer, I'm not, I'm not anything, but um, I love the land, I love to care for it, I love for this property to be something that's beautiful, that's cared for, that smells good, that provides mm -hmm. us with food, you know, all these things, and I would expect hope for or dream about that that in the process of five years we would have really figured this out how to carry the workload where when to plant the flower you know all all the things um, that belong to taking care of this of these 52 acres um, thinking of the woodlands as well what I think people will talk about in five years is there are people that do this saltine thing who somehow have something that connects them, not sure what it is. It feels good to go there. Mm -hmm. I want to go again. Mm -hmm. I want to find out what it is mm -hmm. that makes it tick. That's really a simple way of 
So, I mean, what's interesting there is the, the notion of, of opening up the community to, to a lot of other different people. That, so the pe more people That's are important. aware of Salty, yeah. it feels good. You know, when you say it feels good to go there, I want to go there again. So you're not necessarily, it's not just for the people who are already here. So that seems different, maybe? Or... It's it, it it's really when all this life left to live in mm -hmm. Phoenixville. It I mean for me personally, it was always then the question. So, how do we bring maybe different kind of vibrancy mm -hmm. to come here mm -hmm. and to make the effort to come out here? Um, you know, which isn't downtown anywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why would people want to come? Mm -hmm. But that was a need of. Could it be also though when you say you know feels good to go there? I want to go there again. Could that also apply to the enterprises in Phoenixville, oh. like the cafe? If you want, it's a place of I, activity and life. And I think this whole thing of having this campus here, the enterprises now really coming into their own and be visible and experienceable mm -hmm. in a different way that how to now mutually form that mutual fructification is that a word <laughs> sounds good <laughs> sounds why, like why is everybody laughing <laughs> i bet it is but <laughs> that that the enterprises benefit from us being here and we obviously mm -hmm. have benefited already mm -hmm. from the enterprises <clears throat> being out there else Alyssa and krista would never have known about us, maybe. Mm -hmm. There you go. I just want to piggyback on what Cindy said, and uh, <coughs> also mentioned earlier, it feels like a bit of a theme. Um, when, so the, I think this is a function of Camp Hill in that people from all over the place kind of travel all over the place to have an experience that they wouldn't have had without Camp Hill. So like someone coming from you know, China to live here for a year as a co-worker, and mm -hmm. um, that's the way that we used to do it. People would come and be a co-worker and live for a year in this kind of volunteer service capacity. Um, and I think, you know, <laughs> the myth of, the life myth of Parsifal and Sultane, like having a space where you can fill up with <clears throat> culture and art and grow in this kind of nurturing place so that you can go out into the world and fulfill your destiny. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I really love about Soltine is the people who have been here in the past who are out there in the world doing really amazing things. Mm -hmm. And I think about coworkers who used to live here and like consultants that we've used that have kind of grown out of this place in different ways. Um, people who were here, you know, being supported who are now living in other camping communities or in non-campus communities who are living their lives who have gained something from this. So when I think about, you know, in the future in five years, um, I think Sultane in the spectrum of Camp Hill communities has been kind of more integrated and accessible to the broader community. Mm -hmm. And in five years, I would hope that we're way more accessible than we've ever been and that we're impacting more people in meaningful ways so that what you were saying like it's not just about the people who are here but how are we as the people here <laughs> mm -hmm. sharing this in a way that's really impactful and meaningful mm -hmm. 
Jeg tænker, I siger, min god program, som går nødt til at være lidt opskudt, vi er broder community, vi har the opportunity to be out in a public community. It's very different when I just came, it was a little proud that people were just locked here and there, I think. I love that, what you said, no, we're no longer obscure. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was more it's now out. people kind of, it's more broad, more public, people know about it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it used to be kind of, yeah, a hidden, more private and hidden, and yes. But I do hope we won't lose contact with Camp Hill, Camp Hill Association mm -hmm. completely. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's important. We do have a, you have a love for that, it's important to that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was just thinking in five years, if we're not a Camp Hill, that would be devastating. Well, what would that mean like, when you say we're not a Camp Hill? I mean, are you asking like literally or like to me what that Well, that yeah, well, what, well, however you want to answer that question. Um, well, I mean, just, you know, I feel like Danielle's on Danielle's mind a lot and the people who she put together to um, the peer review coming up and just that, um, I mean, we, we talk about it in the studio, like, what would that mean? Like, what, why, why would we still be at Camp Hill? Why wouldn't we be at Camp Hill? Um, and, I don't know, I guess just, like, I don't want to say legacy, but there's just this feeling about being a part of a Camp Hill. And, mm -hmm. and again, I think it goes sort of a little bit back to what I said earlier about, like, the, the expectation, and it's weird to say that there's an expectation on spirituality or like <laughs> uh, community, <laughs> but there sort of is, and, it, and yeah. I think it like it has brought it out in myself so much since I've been here. Um, I started working around these parts, um, and and then really became an employee about four and a half years ago, and mm -hmm. since then, I mean, it's just like completely changed my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds so corny to say, no, but it and I don't know that I would get that working at you know, a different provider that had nothing to do with, um, you know, mm -hmm. Rudolf Steiner and the mm -hmm. Campbell, you know, mm -hmm. like, it wouldn't have happened, it would just not have right. been that way. Right. And I think, like, the people who've been here for so long and what they bring to the table, just, you know, I, like, think about it, like, I hope to one day be like that, be yeah. that person who's, yeah. you know, sitting in the chair of somebody who's been here for a while and can sort of, like, give that to the next generation. And, I, and like I said, I just don't think you get that working it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's just that, like I said, it's a feeling you can't really put your finger on or describe. But. Right. But what would it, I, I guess this is just me trying, just for you guys to educate me. So when, when, it, when you say, like, I wouldn't want to lose, like, leave Camp Hill movement or be not associated <laughs> with it, I mean, there's, by saying that you're sort of actively saying we're we, we this is who we are this is what we, we you know we're, we're never we 
don't get tissues. Maybe. Well, that's what I was going to say. So that's my question. Yeah. Who, like, you don't, what do you they mean can't. you don't get tissues? We, okay, so, somebody. I, I actually, before we go there, yeah. can I just say, I, I think there are two different pieces. The one is, are we a Kempel community, a Kempel center that is part of this region, or are we connected to the Kempel impulse, which is maybe something slightly like less tangible ability. and actually Lauren when you were talking this is why I want to bring it up there is this um, when you have a metal plate and you put sand on it and you um, go with a violin bow down it makes a sound and the sand orders itself into a pattern mm -hmm. and depending on you know where you strike you you get different patterns and I think of the Kempel impulse actually as that thing that is a pattern that isn't visible because we don't run around with metal plates with sand on it, but mm -hmm. when we make a sound or when we strike harmony or when mm -hmm. something happens that that connects to this higher thing that we could loosely define as the Kempel impulse. Okay, so that's different from Kempel of North America, which you were just going to tell me yeah, that's how you're judged, I guess, against certain criteria? Right. There's the, so the Kempel Association of North America legally holds the name Kempel, and so by associating with them and participating <coughs> in meetings and, you know, fulfilling their requirements, we get to use the name Kempel. Okay. Um, so there's, and we're going through the peer review process in the spring. Ah, um, which that's not like, and like people aren't going to come out and say yes or no, you're a camp fill. It's more like we're here to support you and help you go do an internal reflection and we'll guide you from our perspectives. Okay. Um, but I guess what's important that I want to pick up on that line said is in five years, like this intentional reaching towards our roots of Camp Hill and really holding on strong to those values mm -hmm. and what that means to us and how we're associating with other Camp Hills is something that, I, I mean, I just want to agree. I'd like to hold on to that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it, it, I mean, those values are what differentiate you to your point, point Lauren. Um, and you feel it when, yeah. you're, when you enter a cafe or you enter a home that people are living in. Do you feel it? Yes. Okay, just checking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like that we're sitting by candlelight right now. Well, that's not what I was saying. I was getting a little dimmer. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn the lights on on my way out. That would be good. Um, I unfortunately also have to do that. Any other, well, I mean, you should probably recognize within an hour. Thank so you. are there other visions that people want to share before we break? Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. I just have a, a, a parallel that came to my mind last weekend that I'm kind of jazzed about, and at least in my head it, it brings it kind of into perspective. Um, and I know it sounds silly when I first say it, but I do think it makes sense. If we look at Soltane um, at large as a grocery store, specifically Whole Foods, um, Whole Foods is a massive organization that has a platform, a well-defined platform, that sources like-minded products um, that fit its bill. So let's say they want sustainable, eco-friendly, and 
B Corporation or something. So that's their criteria. But Whole Foods is an organization that presents things to the world. And people have a certain standard or expectation when they go to Whole Foods, they mm -hmm. know that they're going to get these type of services. Mm -hmm. Yet Whole Foods doesn't actually make the chocolate bars. They don't actually produce the cheese. They just source it. Whole Foods also has um, store brands that are comparable mm -hmm. and kind of they're like, hey, but we offer this as well. Or, you know, we also make chocolate, but you can also get these chocolate bars. Mm -hmm. So Soltane could be seen as Whole Foods, as in we are this place that sources really wonderful, like-minded services, whether it be art, external artists who come here or we have internal artists, external fabrics or we have internal fabrics. Um, but people come to this place knowing that there's a certain standard and there's a certain thing that unites all of us. Soltane has its store brands going on, but also has a network of other providers. Right. Um, and so in five years' time, I see our reach so large and incorporating anybody who wants to be a part of our little network all the while developing our internal talents and offering our quote-unquote store brands um, side by side while supporting other people in their independent passions and talents um, and they're utilizing our facilities in some way or another. Mm -hmm. um, we're just providing the shelf space or the actual mm -hmm. building. It's mm -hmm. a great picture. Yeah. No, I think... Um, I worked with an organization two years ago where we talked a bit about brand promise. They brought in some ideas that I didn't think that through. But it, this notion of um, a brand promise is, I mean, it sounds so commercial and, you know, obviously it's used a lot by, you know, Whole Foods or Tide detergent or whatever, but it's also for nonprofits to think about, like, what... Um, what are your values? What do you say? You know, what is it that you do then that um, makes um, um, tangible your values? And how people come to you because they know they will get a certain level of service or um, philosophy and, um, you know, you enter the a home of somebody um, who lives in a and you see, um, you know, that's bright and people are engaged and it just feels, it feels different. Um, so I'm just, you know, I think that's something to think about as you move forward. You know, what do your enterprise, you know, how do your enterprises make real the, the brand promise of Sultane and, and all the values that you care about and, and um, want to share with Yeah, thank you, Suzanne. I, I think that at, at there are a lot more businesses in this community which I like. Mm -hmm. I think. Right. Yeah. I still wanted to add maybe, I want to say it out loud the word beauty. Mm -hmm. Hi, Kathleen. Hi. Food is there. I'm so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so. So beauty is, um, is, I think, an undervalued force within human life. And um, 
I think, Lauren, you referred to it a little bit when you said there is a care around mm -hmm. something. And, and I think part of that care is also to make it beautiful mm -hmm. and not just functional. And, um, and I think beauty as a, as a recognized force and not just a thing, or it might be nice to have, or but we can live without it, um, mm -hmm. would be a, quite a revolutionary recognition in most terms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can I have it? I don't see what I ordered, so I'm not sure. Uh -huh. I'm miss this a bit. Is this somebody? That's yours. That's mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> You're being recorded though, just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Kathleen. Bye. You're out of now. <laughs> so, anything else to add before we depart? Well, it seems like everyone said such wonderful things yeah. that, that, you, you know. Yeah, Yeah, I don't want to uh, repeat it. And yet, I was really wrestling with what, what would we say about this in five years? And how do we, how do, how do you form a basis for that? And there was such positive energy here looking ahead. If I think of five years ago, I would have never been able to say where we are now. Yeah. And yet, the impulse, the movement, mm -hmm. that impulse Sabina was talking about, reminds me of that saying from Gandhi, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in service of others. Mm -hmm. And so our intention to be in the world, you know, imagine a Whole Foods that was just part of a a commune that was in itself. It wouldn't have the same reach and transparency and communication, conversation, like Adrian was saying. Real interaction with others who also share values of, hey, it matters to me that this is ecologically sourced or people were treated fairly in the production of this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really believe in the destiny of Sultane to kind of stretch Camp Hill out of its usual comfort zone. And I think the next generation is calling for that. And so, mm -hmm. I don't know where we'll be in five right, years, right. but if it's kind of the same projection of where we've come in the past five, ooh, I can't wait to see. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to add to the excitement. I feel... Um, you know, excited and inspired and, you know, the uncertainty just allows for more creativity and um, so I think there's a, a, a lot of excitement around the future. I think that's a feeling mm -hmm. of excitement and planning and mm -hmm. doing. Did you get what you... I did. Did you get enough? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have questions. I will... Thank you so much, everybody. I think I let us all go. Just... Would I need you to let some dark chocolate? I was also tasked with um, giving all of this